Between the Frames. Music, movies, culture, and faith. Featuring your hosts, John Gibson and Joel Flores. Hey there, welcome to Between the Frames. I am John Gibson, your host, joined by my co-host, um, the all-knowing, all-movie-nerded-out uh, Joel Flores. Wow, the all-knowing. I know there's yes. been some comments coming. Huh? I just, I just want to say that I had a lot of time on my hands. Um, and so, actually, we'll talk a little bit later about why I know like these pointless fact information things. It's, it's kind of been way before the internet. So, yeah, we'll talk well, about that later. It's, <laughs> it's great to have you at parties, you know. I mean, I, I am... Nobody I, likes to play trivia. Know. Of course not. No, you know, I, you know, I, that's how I know I'm training my kids well, because they win all these trivia things at school. Yes, and I'm like, I hear this you. is phenomenal. This is phenomenal. You know, so yeah, dude, man, dude, we are on the same page. They, yeah. Imagine all of them. They could, they could be like their own trivia debate team or something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Have the yeah. Well, and, covered. I don't know about Charlotte, but, you know, Carrie doesn't even care about some of this stuff. And she's like. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's not a big deal for me, you know. Um, so that's that's their one big difference. Um, Charlotte is totally. Um, I, obviously, we are way nerdier, but she is totally right there with me. She'll get a reference of something I've said, or you know, we've been together a long time and seen so many stupid movies that you know. It, she she actually and she knows a lot of trivia, like nerdy history tri- history trivia and all that, mm-hmm. all big time. Yeah, big time. Yeah. So yeah. Well, anyway, good good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. Today is our fifteenth episode, so um, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm trying to think. I'm like, what happens when you, you're married for fifteen years? I'm not really <laughs> sure, but you know, I know I, my my next significant like wedding anniversary is twenty five, which is the silver anniversary, I think. Mm, so, but it means but, it means she's made it a quarter of the way with it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a quarter of a century. So or halfway there. Isn't that crazy, man? Yeah, oh, it's so seriously. Crazy. Yeah, but yeah, today's um, yeah. today's our our fifteenth episode, and uh, we are going to be vamping on on all things Christmas. Um, ho, ho, we just want to say to all of you who've been listening through fifteen episodes, thank you for that, and uh, we're we're grateful for for this chance to to be able to do this. And uh, at the end of the episode, we'll talk more about some things that we're thinking about for twenty twenty two. But um, mm-hmm. but Great. for now. Um, we're you know it's the time of year when some people who are crazy like us decide that we're going to pull out you know a whiteboard or whatever it is that we we mark stuff on and and write hey here are the movies that we've got to watch before uh the christmas season uh, goes mm. past so and you know we we each family probably has their own you know elf christmas vacation christmas story you know some of those things all, all kinds of stuff right home alone yeah. die hard lethal weapon throw throw them die, all out die there, hard but. lethal weapon that's that's so <laughs> true well you know it, we would we, it's very easy for us to talk about those because they're they're probably definitely on our list you know what i mean like we'll definitely watch christmas vacation we'll watch um you know uh the christmas story we'll watch die hard well well it, you know and a lot of those those. And, and you're, you know, um, the Grinch gets, mm-hmm. you know, obviously oh, yeah. and the Jim yep. Carrey one and you know, yep. Christmas Carol, there's all kinds of Mickey's Christmas Carol. I mean, oh, yeah. there's all kinds of good stuff, right? So, um, it's a wonderful life. There's, there's just so many classics. You know what I have not seen that I would love to see and I got to find it is meet me in St. Louis. 
oh. with Judy Garland, and I've never yeah, gotten to so see it. Yeah, that's so funny. I was just watching a movie. Actually, I think one of the movies that's it was on the our Family Stone, our, our list. Oh, okay, that's why. All right, because I was <laughs> just watching it, right? it last night. Okay. Well, we always, and that's why we're always like, we have to see that movie. We haven't gotten to see it, and so uh, yeah. Well, I'm excited well, to dive in, ha- John. Isn't "Have Yourself a Merry Christmas" from that it's movie? From that like movie, was, that's okay. why. Yeah. yeah, and and I'm like, man, I we have to see. I, I do want to say one thing for our listeners who can't see you like I can, is that you are dressed like a real true Canadian today, man. You got your, you got oh, your yes. plaid, you know, buttoned down. Literally, everyone has one of those. <laughs> So, nice. hey, John, kudos, man. You're looking good. You're looking, you're looking very festive. That's all I wanted to tell everybody. He's okay, authentic. Good. All right, good, good. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm for my friends up north, so. Um. <laughs> But, you know, when, when we talk about Christmas movies, we, yeah, we easily talk about those, you know, the, the common ones, the ones that are on, on the beaten, you know, on the beaten path, the ones that everybody says, oh, okay, hey, here are the ones that we, we uh, embrace. But today we wanted to focus, as, as Joel and I were talking, one of the things that we, that Joel brought up was actually, what if we shared movies that may have been missed by some people and whether it's a generational thing, whether it's just a, a cultural thing, whatever or it's it might not be. streaming thing. Like it's not available because people don't have physical media like we do anymore. Right. Like, honestly, right. you and I could live through a giant pandemic as long as we got a DVD player and a VCR. We're good. Oh to my go. gosh. <laughs> totally dude. Oh do, yeah. Hey, do you remember, hold on. Do you remember uh, last year when everything really started shutting down and people were like, there's no movies coming out. Like what are we going to do if we don't have streaming or we're going to watch everything? I just was like, I don't care, man. I got records. I got tapes. We got CDs. We've got more movies than we can count. And I was thinking of you. I think we talked about that. We're oh, like, we'll be gosh. all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, and, and we have a, we have a uh, curtain over that room at my house because my wife got nice. sick of looking at it all. Did so, she really? So, so she decided that um, she was going to buy curtains and install a curtain rod so that uh, nobody can see what a, a psycho her husband is that still please has a tell room. Her, please tell her that is amazing. Okay, like, I'll let yeah, her know. Just let her hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is, I, I know. I love your nerd room. We could just lose ourselves in there. It'd be great. I, I know. It, it, the the but, problem is it's it's jam packed to the gills. So I'm trying to figure sure. out a way to to, to navigate make it more efficient. It. Yeah. But yeah, I got gotcha. But anyway, you know the, the. So Joel and I today we're talking about. Um, each of us have three movies that that are kind of very off hard the to whittle it path. down. To oh be my honest. gosh! Because <laughs> we're trying to get away from we're trying to get away from the the Clapton, Hendrix, Van Halen, if you will, of the Christmas movies <laughs> and talk well, about the more and, yeah more obscure. Right? I, I don't know about you, Joel, but like I, people are, you know. <laughs> I, I don't even know what my body language is when somebody comes up to me and says, what's your, who's your favorite artist of all time? What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite song? And I'm like, Dude, are you kidding it's me? It's hard. It's oh hard. gosh. Yeah. It, it's and same, I'm, same. It's so hard, right? Yeah. I'm you always like, I'll name I'll, a couple in that circle, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll give you my top 10, but I'm not going to give you like one because one, I just feel like, like you're going to define me by that. Like I need to give you a broader range than that. But, sorry. <laughs> and to be fair. And to be fair, it sounds very like Rob from, uh, Oh, um, high, high fidelity. fidelity. I mean, oh, absolutely. Make, that's that's why I love that movie because I relate exactly. to that dude so much. Because I'm like, exactly. Hey, guess what? I I, I can't be pigeonholed. It you depends just can't on do the, it. it depends so, on it depends on the year and what does. time was it and how old yes. was I? Oh, yeah, yes. All of it, right? Yes. Yes. So so, uh, so let's so let's dive in, man. What what do we got? Yeah. So my my three are love actually, 
the mm. ref and march of the wooden soldiers. Adams, why don't you share your three and then we can kind of talk a little bit about, very, about them. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I like, I like those picks. Um, yeah, that's, that's good, man. So the three I whittled down and uh, it, Again, it was hard. We have some honorable mentions we'll talk about at the end of the show that are also a little off the beaten path. But uh, the three that I chose are um, actually Serendipity mm-hmm. with John Cusack. Yep. Um, Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds and Anna Ferris. I mean, a lot of people may have seen that one because it streams, but it's not mm-hmm. one usually people think about Christmas time. Right. And it's hilarious. Oh, and yeah. uh, probably our all-time favorite, I could say, especially for Charlotte and myself, um, because it holds a lot of memory and weight, is The Family Stone. And the cast in that is, you know, Diane Keaton and uh, uh, Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. And, gosh, yep. everybody's in that. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, those those would be the top three I really wanted to share in case people have never really checked them out. Well, and what's funny about both of our, um, our lists there, um, four of those six movies that we just mentioned are are set in the tri-state area. So, I mean, just, just friends (laughs) happens in Jersey, right? Serendipities in New York city, family stone and the ref are both, uh, in, in Connecticut. So, and yeah, um, I love, I was going to pick the ref and I'm so glad that you did because I was like, Oh man, that's a, that's one people probably really haven't seen, but I'm glad you threw it in there. Well, and I went on a, I went on a psychotic like binge over the last like couple of days because we shared these with each other, you know, a couple of days ago, but, um, I, I think I had seen just friends, but I don't, I didn't remember it. So I watched that last night. I watched the family stone yesterday. And then I wow. watched the ref yesterday too. So, I, so did you, did you I, enjoy? Yeah. Did you enjoy them all? You had a good time. <laughs> I did. I was. Ho- I degree. pulled out Serendipity because I have a, a actual a physical one. copy yeah. of it. Um, but yeah, me too. I, um, yeah, funny the the physical copy I have may have been bought uh, used as a previously viewed DVD from Blockbuster oh, Video. Mine, mine <laughs> definitely is. I think it's from Hollywood Video. Oh, good. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, and- I, I definitely we have that, um, and we'll uh, and I'll kind of we'll we'll kind of talk our little attachments to each of those, like why they they kind of bring up a memory, right? But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I just want to say to you real quick because you you rewatched Just Friends yesterday. <clears throat> And Milton from Office Please. Yes. Plays, plays a totally opposite role. The oh guy my who's gosh. the actor, he's, you know, anyway, I just wanted to say, Daddy wanna fish. <laughs> when he's yelling at him to get the, the assistant to go get the uh, whatever it is, a lobster or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. It's oh it's gosh. fun, fun stuff. And it, you know what, Charlotte and I, any any movie we see with Ryan Reynolds now, anything, mm-hmm. we yeah. always hear those characters from that movie, like oh, Deadpool yeah. and everything. He's like totally doing that character, uh, oh, you know, yeah. so it's funny. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, we can go back and forth too and, and talk. Yeah. One yeah. At a time. In. I mean, lo- love actually, I was trying, you know, I always try to remember who introduced me to a movie and I, I honestly can't remember who introduced me to love actually, but I, um, I have found over the years, I don't know if it's as I've gotten older or more tolerant or what, that I have uh, appreciated Hugh Grant a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. And and um, there's something about movies like Love Actually where you've got this 
array of characters that are introduced. They are all seemingly disconnected. And as the movie comes together, you see the threads kind of pull together. That's, I mean, we've talked directors before. Paul Thomas Anderson, one of my favorite directors, he's, he's a king of that. Magnolia, which I, I think one day we'll talk about on this podcast, he does that with characters. And the movie Love Actually, very similar in that you start out a movie where you're introduced to all these characters. It's, it's like two weeks before Christmas. And um, yeah, and there's some... There's some like really familiar kind of characters, the rock star, the aging rock star who's kind of pulling out a Christmas album to see if he can re like ignite his career. Um, you've got a couple of interesting film stars, which I'll just kind of keep it, keep it at that. But one, one who is uh, Ma- Martin Freeman, uh, who goes on to, uh, to Hobbit fame, um, Yep. But, and, and, you know, a good soundtrack, a good feeling. Like, it's one of those movies that, like, I don't have to watch. I, I haven't watched it with my kids at all. There are a couple things in it that I'm like, yeah, probably not yet. Well, it's but, an incredible British cast. Like, oh, gosh. I mean, just, dude, yeah, Bill Emma Thompson, Nighy, Colin Firth. You've got, oh, yeah, you've got, Nighy, you've got yep. Alan Rickman. Uh, rest yep. in peace. And yep. what a great guy he was. And, uh, yeah, you've got you've got so many. I mean, everybody. You go right through the list. It's an incredible cast. I love it this is. movie. I actually I have it in my queue. I haven't watched it yet, but <laughs> okay. Um, I haven't watched it again yet, but I have it in my queue. So yeah, and it's a film that I I feel like uh, I have to watch it at least once a year coming up to Christmas, whether it's by myself or with Carrie and I. I feel like I I just like to watch it because yeah, do you at the have end like, of it, is that one of those that's like a you and Carrie or is there definitely one that's like a you and Car- like Carrie's like we we got to watch this is our tradition. So that's like a that? great question. Yeah, funny. You know the the one movie that that's that's like that is actually it's a wonderful life. Our our tradition since the kids were really young was that um, I would get home from whatever Christmas Eve services I was doing at church. We would have Chinese food together and we would watch a, uh, it's a wonderful life. Well, now that we have teenagers, life is completely different. And, um, you know, we're not doing like a marathon of services anymore either, especially as a church planter. So, That's right. so That's right. we'll, I'll be home at like, you know, six thirty or seven probably this year. And, um, we've found out in the past that we've got to order our Chinese food early because everybody and their brother <laughs> is ordering Chinese food. So, um, and now the kids have started watching It's a Wonderful Life with us. So, That's great. Uh, I mean, at first I was kind of like, ooh, gosh, you guys are invading in our in our space. But I'm like, you know what? Like, they're only going to want to do this. Them. Yep, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. you, you got to do that. They're, they're at the age. That's that's why last year was the first year we introduced them to like Family Stone, that kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. that's our, we, we watch a lot of different Christmas movies, but that that's our, definitely for me and Charlotte, that's our go-to together. We watch okay. that. Um, she she does not like It's a Wonderful Life because she doesn't like Jimmy Stewart. And oh I know that's God. like almost sacrilege, but she Ugh. doesn't like Jimmy Stewart. Ugh. And uh, I'm doing this voice Mr. right now Potter? for Jen. Mr. Potter? Uh, <laughs> Mr. Potter. Mr. But, Potter, but, uh, you're a warped uh, and, old and man. I this, it, is, it is a great movie. I'm a little more of a miracle on 34th Street from that same era myself. Yep, yep. But, no, I hear that. but great classics. Classics, yep. right? And yeah. so, um, yeah. But the, Love Actually is a great film, man. And it's, it's one of those... 
you know, everybody started trying to make movies like that. The, the montages with, you know, where you're telling bits of everybody's kind of stories, right? Sure. Um, yeah. So that's one way to do a film where you've got multiple angles on all the characters and you're kind of moving, you're, you're moving through it. It's telling, it's telling one story, but it's mm-hmm. telling micro stories in it. Right. And sure. then, then the other approach would be like, um, I, I guess I would jump in with, Family Stone is um, a movie about a family, but it's a large family and it's a, like a very, you know, intermixed family from marriage. I mean, um, one of the brothers is is gay in the uh, story and uh-huh. um, his his husband is this really awesome guy, actually. And that's um, some tension point for certain characters that introduced. I mean, um, Jessica Parker, you know, she's amazing in the movie, but she definitely plays that kind of, you know, the girl that's brought home, she's rich, she's uppity. She's from like a wealthy area of Massachusetts and, and uh, the oldest son brings him home. And, you know, this family's very like, uh, I don't know about you, but they're very Connecticut. Fairfield Fairfield County, but you know, liberal, but not liberal. Like, um, I guess we think of like today, just more open or open-minded. So they have different views on things, but very familial. And you see these, you know, um, Rachel McAdams is one of my favorites. Um, she's, she's one of my favorite female actresses, but she's, you know, totally, we used to always say, Charlotte, that's totally you going home. Like, you know, you're, you're there and then everybody, and then, but then she's kind of like Susie, the other girl who's pregnant and responsible and is waiting for her husband to show up. And so, you know, there's, there's this great story. So that's a whole giant cast, like love actually, of powerhouse actors. And mm-hmm. then, but they're, but they're all in one kind of family unit. So you're kind of focusing around the table of the family. Does that make sense? So yeah. two really good montage casts, uh, two different ways to kind of tell those stories. Right. And, and both of them have a lot of heart, like, you know, oh, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 like I said, rewatched it. I don't even remember the last time that I'd seen that movie, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It was good to, to feel like, I can actually go back home to Connecticut without actually going back home to Connecticut. Which, um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a bit so, of that, right? And, yeah. and you, you, we would connect with that stuff where we're like, I mean, even down to like the music. That's a great soundtrack in that. And mm-hmm. you know, one of, one of my favorite scenes is when she's just kind of had it. Jessica Parker's character. She's like, "That's it. Yeah, everybody's judging me in this family." And that's not really what was happening. But Diane Keaton's, you know, she was having a hard time because she didn't want her son to marry the wrong person. And I won't sure. spoil why but um you know and then the dad role played by craig t nelson he's more empathetic and understanding Uh, luke wilson is amazing in this movie too he's kind of definitely we were saying luke wilson's definitely the nate character back then because i know you know nate so charles he just kind of comes in he's the favorite (laughs) he could do whatever he wants he (laughs) could sleep till like two in the afternoon come down yes it's my coat right like and then um you know and then julie is played by um uh, Claire Danes, like, you know, there's all right. these, these great oh, characters. Yeah. So one yeah. of my favorite scenes is when she goes to the bar with Luke Wilson, takes her over and they're sitting there. He's like, you just need to chill. Yeah. You need to wave your, your freak flag. And so and in and out of love, that song comes on. And so like, I have that in a mix and anytime it plays, I start thinking of this scene, you know, she's like, I'm going to get everybody a round of beers. Right. And so, (laughs) Oh my God. Well, Um, and you know, I had forgotten that. um, So the cousin from Elizabeth town is in it too. He was the ambulance driver who had had a fling once upon a time with Rachel McAdams character. 
hundred percent. And and that's why that's that whole side plot, like little very small side plot, is hilarious, right? So. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally, when I was watching Elizabethtown, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, ah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, and it's funny, you know, you bring up Nate, you know, your brother-in-law, and I, I don't, I think I, we've probably talked about this before. I'm totally going to out your mother-in-law on this, but, like, first time I ever <laughs> went over to Char and Nate's house, um, you know, Carrie, my wife, and Nate, who's, who's um, Joel's brother-in-law, used to hang out all the time together. Yep. And, um, and in fact, to the point that your mother-in-law wished that the two of them would get married once upon a time. So the first time (laughs) I met your mother-in-law, I walked up to her Uh, and she she looked at me, she said, when are you going to break up so that Carrie and Nate can get together? (laughs) Oh, and I was like, wow, that was very forward of you. Thank you very much for for, that. For all of our listeners, (laughs) I was doing silent imploding laugh because i didn't want to blow out the speakers here um that is 100 percent authentically an accurate story that i can picture in replay mode um she'll still ask questions like that once in a while it's it's wonderful but you know hey listen straight up right that that is so funny though and yeah i mean there's a whole cool like all that background of kind of how we all knew each other or then get to meet each other, but there's this whole we could like, make a movie of it, there, right? Ma- we, we, we need could, to make actually. a Christmas movie of it. <laughs> yeah. it'd, be, it'd be hilarious, and that you know, would be amazing. Play the, the stepfather, anyway. So, so as we as we move forward, um, you know, it's just those are some great films. And uh, John, throw another one out there. What's another yeah, one on your list? So another one on my list was The Ref, which um, I, I think I'd forgotten about it. Actually, I, I this kind of came in the editing of my my three because I came I'm up glad with you my three. It I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I, I came up with my three, and then I'm like, all right, you know, Joel said we need to find something that's off the beaten path, and I was trying mm. to be a little bit edgier and stuff. And I was like, Oh my gosh, the ref, the ref. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. And and you know, when I thought about the movie, the first thing that popped into my mind was those St. Lucia, uh, uh, candle hats that they had on. Like (laughs) that was the first image that I had in my head. Um, but I I mean, another, another great cast, um, especially I, I think the two people that really drive this movie, I don't remember the, the wife's name. And, um, um, the actress who played the wife in it, but um, Kevin Spacey in his prime. I mean, in yes, fact, one of the right. things that pains me about this movie is that I watch it and I'm thinking to myself, ah, what a, what a loss in just what, you know, he's gotten canceled from Hollywood. Judy Davis is the actor. Judy Davis. Yeah. And what yeah, else no, has I she know. been in? I, I don't, I don't she, know if she's, I, she's been in several um several things and i can i can actually pull that up while we're chatting um she's actually she's an australian actress she's huh. actually in a show that's been out more recently it's the the one that has to on um, netflix that has to do with uh the nurses the ones who um okay oh it's it's a really kind of cool show we didn't watch the whole thing because it's pretty dark ratchet uh, ratchet 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 okay. yeah that's it right. um but she's been in a lot of really really cool things and i think um in that time period you know this was definitely the dennis leary um vehicle um he had been in another great movie i'd love to explore sometime down the road okay it's called judgment night huh. and i don't remember if you've seen that 
but with, it uh, is so was tense. it with Emilio Estevez or yes? Okay, yeah. yes. I mean, that's one that a lot of people may not have seen, or and if you have, you know what we're talking about. Oh, but totally. it's one where Dennis Leary was terrifying in that movie. But he, uh, you know, Dennis Leary is the guy smoking the cigarette, talking real fast. You know, the MTV clips and all that, right? You know, here's what bothers me: if you're gonna get a coffee, get a coffee flavored coffee. You know what I mean? And, and so, like, you know, just always ranting, right? So this yeah. was his vehicle here. Well, and and this movie was almost a precursor to a much darker movie that Kevin Spacey eventually was in called uh, American Beauty, right? Where right. he had yeah. um, a son who was kind of whacked and off the wall. Was was Wes Bentley his his son in that movie? Because I was just watching. I'm not sure. I was just watching Yellowstone and I was like, I, what else was, has he been in? But I've really um, only seen that movie once and it was way, way back. And it is one of those that I never felt comfortable to ever watch it again. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was I mean? West Bentley. So, and it, for, so for all yeah. the Yellowstone fans out there, West Bentley. Oh yes. Is yes. We're just American getting into Beauty. that actually, but um, we're just getting into that. So, but yeah, anyway, the ref, I, I mean, the long and short of the movie is that, um, this couple who absolutely <laughs> hates one another, who's Judy Davis and Kevin Spacey, they are are getting something at the store, and um, Dennis Leary's character, who's a, a, a thief, he yep. basically hijacks them, brings them home, and I mean, before they even get home, he's like, what did I get myself into? These two people right. hate each other, and um, he they're, eventually... They're wealth, like, they're wealthy and all right. that, and he yeah. wants to steal from them, but then they're driving them crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And he eventually, like, when their family comes over, he eventually poses as uh, their therapist. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, right. I mean, it it is, like, I forgot how much I loved this movie when, when I just rewatched it, because I'm like, oh my gosh, this has all the, like, cynicism and sarcasm of, like, the mid-90s, like, just that edgy kind of film and um you know it's raw and out there it's also based in connecticut um so you know both of us have encountered people like that happen in connecticut basically you know oh yeah 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 but but great movie the other person who was in that movie um uh you know his his sister-in-law was one who's actually also in the uh, jim carrey grinch movie but glennis johns is the mother in that movie and i was like i think that's the mom from mary poppins and totally it sure is so um she plays a completely different character than she did she was all sweet and everything is mrs banks back in mary poppins but this character is probably the complete opposite of it but um uh, you know, anytime that there, I, I think one of the things that we see in in all three of these movies so far, Love Actually, Family Stone, and The Ref, is family dynamics. And like for any of us who have grown up with like passionate families, to watch some of this stuff play out on the screen, where you see like a mom, a overbearing mom, bullying her kids and stuff like that, and when yeah. like there are some scenes in The Ref when. Kevin Spacey finally just like he pulls the cork out and That's he right. just un- like unleashes <laughs> on his mom. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like epic right here. So, um, yeah. Good, yeah. And it, t- and it turns movie. into one of those things where it becomes like a, a therapeutic movie all of a sudden. You know what I mean? And uh, and, that, and there's a lot of that comedy in that. And it, the thing that's cool about that movie is it is all at Christmas time, but also it's. 
it's very original. It's very original for its time. I'm sure people have seen things like it. There's Bad Santa. There's all these kind of stuff where there's things that are, you know, that have kind of been developed because of that kind of movie. You know what I mean? I, you know, and so, I mean, even Fargo or things like that, like that dark, right? Um, yeah. I mean, there's a couple off the beaten path there. But but basically, I think that that story is one that, um, it's one I always really enjoyed and it's been a long time since I've seen it. And when I was thinking about it, I was like, I would put it on the list, but I can't remember all the details and I don't have access to it at the moment. (laughs) So, so as soon as I can, I'm going to, I'm going to rewatch it. It may be on my prime or something like that. Great choice, John. I think that's a cool one. So, so we've done so far, um, run me down the two that you've given. Yeah. So love actually in the ref and you've done, um, family family stone. Stone, So yeah. Okay. So that would be kind of my, that that would kind of be, um, my number one. I want to talk about serendipity. So serendipity Mm -hmm. is, um, a great John Cusack, uh, film, you know, later in his career, I think is after high fidelity, gross point blank, like somewhere in between there, somewhere around there. Um, but he, he plays this character who runs into um, this woman. They meet at a chance at a department store trying to get a pair of gloves, basically. And Kate Beckinsale plays the um, the female character. And uh, you probably have the names in front of you. I should I should probably. I, I do. Yeah, Jeremy up. Piven is the friend too. I um, love Jeremy you, Piven too, dude. Oh, yeah. You throw throw in a little Eugene Levy as the Bloomingdale yes. salesman too. I mean, yes. um, that's right. So it's a, it's a classic mishmash of people, right? And and you think about, I mean, Eugene Levy's just doing Eugene Levy, right? Like, uh, and so this movie is all about serendipitous meeting like like it was meant to be so what happens is they go on with their lives they never get you know he writes it down he's like if we're meant to be together because she she has this thing where if we're meant to be together fate will bring us back together right so um she writes her number down in some book and sticks it back in an old used book pile and she's like you can't you can't touch it though it has to come back to you and you know and so all of this happens and and years go on and they're going to marry other people and all this kind of stuff. And it's the story about how the, what if, and, and you know, like John Cusack's character would normally do. He's, he starts being like, I got it. I got to find her. Like, you know what I mean? And so it becomes this great, um, it's a good romantic comedy. That's, um, you know, this is a romantic comedy. That's not just totally, um, not just totally for the ladies. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is one that's fun for couples to watch or whatever. And, and, and Jeremy Piven is hilarious, the best friend. And he's like, starts rooting them on. Okay, we got to go do this. You know, I think he writes obituaries, I think in the, in the movie. And so, <laughs> so he's kind of the guy who's like, oh, we got to go do this. We got to go do this, you know? And so there's some great moments in that. And, and um, yeah, I just think, uh, I don't know if you have seen it recently, but one of my favorite off the cuff kind of parts in the story is her boyfriend is a like Zanfir type <laughs> flute musician, <laughs> flute player. And uh, it's the guy who's the husband in my big fat Greek wedding. Oh that yes. Actor, John, John, what's his name? Um, yep. I know. Who he's... John, what's his name? Is his name? No. <laughs> yeah. You, as you're looking him up anyway, um, he plays this guy who's kind of like totally Zen new age. And he, the, the thing I remember is his music video. He's sitting there like watching it, totally digging himself. Check out the video, babe. John Corbett. Kind of like John that's Corbett. It, John Corbett. Yep. So she's just kind of standing there and, <laughs> and he and like his producer are watching it or whatever. And it's this song he's playing. And it's like these, 
Vikings, like kind of Braveheart Vikings are like in the background getting ready to clash or fight. And, and she's like, are you like fighting them with your flute? Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, and it just speaks to you. That's the moment when you realize she's like, yeah, I don't know if I, if this is right, <laughs> you know? And yeah, he yeah. kind of reminds me of the Ian character in high fidelity, exactly. right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that totally. totally zen to yeah, totally. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I well it was that time period, right? The early yeah. late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, yeah. And if I if yeah, if I had uh if I had not slept at all like the last two nights, I would have watched that. I pulled it out, was ready to watch it, and I That's just okay, dude. I just well, didn't it has have great- it. But- has a great great climax in it and, it, and it ends differently than you think it would. But again, it has that New York City Central Park charm to it. So if you want to see something like that and you enjoy, you know, um, the city that at that time of the year is magical, um, it's a great one to pull out. It's fun. I, I seem to remember the soundtrack in that having like, I don't know, because I'm a big Bob Dylan fan. I could have sworn yep. there was like a Bob Dylan song in that, but I could be wrong. But regardless, um, yeah, you know what? I didn't, I didn't take a look at that, but it, but it is. It, it also has a good soundtrack. I would say that uh, one of the things that ties us to it is Charlotte and I saw that. Um, it, I think it was before we got engaged, but we okay. used to go to we used to go to Newport, Rhode Island, which is actually where we got engaged. But we used to always go to Newport because we lived up in that corner, mm-hmm. and um, we saw it in a little one and two theater there, and it was just really, you know, like a really great night kind of thing, right? Oh so. yeah, nice, cool, huh. yeah, yeah. I was just looking up the soundtrack for Serendipity, and um, it was Sean Colvin, I think, who who did some music yes, on it. Yes. So, um. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's probably which there there was kind of that vibe at that time too, right? Like you had Jacob Dylan out, and you know all that kind of stuff was kind of around that time period where there's a little renaissance of Bob Dylan there. That mm-hmm. kind of songwriter yeah, yeah, sound, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Definitely. cool. Yeah, good movie. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna try to watch that sometime in the next week or so um, because it's been it's been a minute since I watched it. So. Um, Cool. So yeah, yeah, we got we got four. So my my last th- uh, my last my number three um, is an ancient movie uh, with uh, for for anyone who's young probably doesn't even know who Laurel and Hardy are. But um, um, yes, I do. Ma- oh yeah. But uh, <laughs> March of the Wooden Soldiers or Babes in Toyland, it's called. So um, yes, and and honestly, like. This movie gives me all the feels, not because the movie itself um, has anything particular in it. It's because I grew up watching this movie on every like Thanksgiving and Christmas. It got to a point because they would show it, you know, before TBS started doing their uh, 24 hours of a Christmas story and stuff. Sure. Um, they, yep. they were movies that were like staples that the networks would put on uh, every every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, and and March of the Wooden Soldiers was one of them. Um, you know, I grew up uh, watching old movies. Um, that's that's a lot of what my parents were totally into and would introduce us to. So, uh, March of the Wooden Soldiers. Just every time I watch it and think about it, it brings me back, man. And I'm like six years old, maybe, and I think about. Um, all the smells, all the sights, all the everything. It got to a point, I think, with my cousins, because me and my other cousin are the youngest. Like, we bring up the rear with cousins. I've got cousins who are, like, right. 16 and 18 years older than me. But um, 
but they, um, like my, my cousins who are closest to me in age, they, like every time that I would want to put this on the champ, like TV, um, they're like, no, no, we don't want to watch that one more time. And I'm like, oh man, I love this movie. So, I mean, and it is, you know, it was probably filmed in the thirties. Dude, it's a great yeah. movie. It's a, it's a great, it's a great film. Um, probably, probably yeah, thirties, late thirties, forties. Um, Laurel and Hardy. I love that you threw this on here, man. I really do. Um, that is a classic for sure, and that's one that a lot of people may not have gotten to ever check out. Uh, my dad was a big, big, big uh, Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy, mm-hmm. you know, fan, yeah. and um, and uh, you know, the Stooges, all that. He loved Charlie Chaplin. He he loved the Marx Brothers, you know. You know, but uh, Laurel and Hardy, we had a couple of uh, VHSs he bought from like whatever it was back in the day, Columbia House or whatever. And um, I remember I, we used to watch all those all the time. And um, and of course, yeah, this came on all the time every year, right? Like on, on regular TV. And so I think that's such a cool one that stands out because actually, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen this. I'm going to sidebar because we're talking about Laurel sure. and Hardy real quick. Um I don't know if you've seen the movie that came out two years ago. It's called Ollie Stan no, and Ollie. I, I know of it, dude, but yeah. Dude, great film. And the guys who played them, and obviously uh, John C. Riley played um, Oliver Hardy. Like he, he, he was fantastic. The two of them, I mean, man, like seriously. And it talked about their later, like their later career and the, the riff they had with each okay. other. And then how they came back together and, and, you know, kind of Oliver's last days. And it's a great film and it really gives you that behind the scenes Mm. of, of how good they were at their craft, but also how difficult they had to go through those depressive times Mm -hmm. and all that stuff too. Right. Where it was tough to do tough to do that kind of comedy and and make it right. So, well, that's, um, I mean, same. Yeah, I was just going to say, it reminds me of Chaplin, you know, when Robert Downey Jr. I mean, same kind of thing, probably. That's a great movie. My dad loved that movie. Yeah. Similar era, too. Yeah. I was just looking up to March of the Wooden Soldiers. What a great role. Oh, for, for oh my Robert gosh, Downey. yeah, Robert yep. Downey in that, yeah, and people, you know, would never even think of it. <laughs> yeah, March of the Wooden Soldiers originally came out in thirty four, so nineteen thirty four. So yeah, yeah, that's about um, right. So, so you know, you think about that. I mean, and, and the guys, like even the Stooges, like you know, um, they were all Shakespearean trained actors. I mean, all of them, you know, they were theater actors that they could not make the money doing mm-hmm. it, and and uh, so vaudeville and and you know. You know, they're just originators that were able to create something in an era where you didn't have YouTube and reach and all that stuff. And it's remarkable if you think about it. It's it's incredible history. Cinema, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Cinema history. And, and again, it's not going to be for everybody. I mean, you know, I, I don't I'm trying to remember if uh, like if I've showed this to my kids, it was a while ago. So it, it might be worth watching again. I mean, with my kids, but uh, it's definitely it's definitely funny. Like if you like any of that kind of stuff, if you like the Stooges, if you've ever seen Laurel and Hardy, uh, the Little Rascals, anything like it's funny. But it has that time period charm. Yeah, to it. and but and it's yeah, a I great, mean, it is a great Christmas movie. You're talking about no special effects whatsoever. The costumes of the like 
No, it's like theater. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, yeah, totally yeah. theater. That's a great way of saying it. That it it's it's just it's, it's theater, like you're going right? to so. yeah, it's like you're going to see a play and they don't have special effects. They're just going to have costumes. Oh, they're hysterical, oh. man. I mean, yeah. you know that that's just cinema history. It's one I would highly recommend too. And John, I'm glad you brought that one out. That's that's great. Um, my, mine is not as <laughs> not, not a classic <laughs> like that. Um, I chose to throw out Just Friends, and the reason why is again, I always have these memories. I guess with Charlotte, way back. I, when it came out in 2005 it was before we had kids it was one of those we saw in the theater and i just remember the two of us bellowing oh my gosh throughout this movie and you know it's before ryan reynolds really hit mm-hmm. it big this was like you know after van wilder and whatever and this was one of those where you know uh he he <laughs> so it's funny because it takes place like they graduate from 1995 from high school it starts back then he's kind of this like chunky kid mm-hmm. who who's best friends with this really pretty cheerleader girl and they're best friends and all that but you know he got, tries to express his feelings to her and that it doesn't work out well because everybody finds out and they all laugh at him and he he runs away and he's like I'm getting out of here and you know and and from the opening montage of I swear yes. to like you know where he's leaving and he goes out and becomes this fit you know this good looking you know like how we know him but he becomes this guy who's this record exec yep. out in yep. LA you know and and he has to come back over because his his boss is making him sign the Britney Spears character type which is played by Anna Ferris and she is absolutely oh my gosh hilarious. I can't tell you how many how many lines we quote from yeah. this um you know and his friends his friends from childhood that he runs back yep. into at the bar and you know when they meet each other um you know they you know one of our favorite sayings is you're Chris Brander he's he's Jersey he skis in his jeans like you're better oh than him gosh. with the skis in his jeans yes. like you know it's such a new England oh my thing gosh. right like class a total class thing and and uh you know the mom from airplane oh, yeah julie so haggerty yeah are the yep. stewardess yeah julie haggerty's classic you know there's moments in that like when they're on the phone call i could picture you and me like having that same like i'm on the phone oh i'm not gosh. over her house i'm in your house yes talking on yes. the phone but she's like oh could you tell her could you tell her to you know she wants to eat this or whatever and she's like trying to talk to him but i go that that's you know going back to my my mother-in-law yeah <laughs> that's a, that's a, a little bit right there we we just start laughing at it and uh, the brother relationship is hilarious oh my gosh too. chris marquette Those yeah two. yeah yeah oh my yes. gosh um the where they beat the snot uh, on yeah, each other but slap, they really uh, care about yeah, each other and, if, you know, and, and, and for anybody who's had a brother before you know just watch this movie because the dynamics between those two are totally brother the, what's funny is there's probably more of an age gap there between them than you would think um and like right. I had four years between me and my older brother and my two boys are two years apart. And I, I mean, I thought my brother and I fought a lot, but like those two years and I know, you know, your boys are, are split like, like ours are like, I feel like the closer mm-hmm. in age boys are, the the more they're going to mm-hmm. get into it like that. So that's why oh, it's absolutely just watching it. Absolutely. I was laughing so hard at that. I was laughing at you. You had to be, you had to be oh laughing. My gosh. I'm, I'm trying to picture you just like bellowing. Well, and then <laughs> I'm the talent. I'm not supposed to think about things like this. Yes. <laughs> well, the, and then the dusty Dinkelman character who's Chris, Chris yes, Klein dude. plays. I mean, yes. like Chris, Chris yes. Klein plays a pretty good straight man. Like, being really funny, but, but not like overdoing the performance. And I, I mean, 
Yeah. We always go simply dusty. Is there any other kind? Yeah. Like, you know, when, is, whenever things like that, we have so many quotes from this movie. Yes. But, you know, one that I love that I won't announce on the show because it's not that it's inappropriate. It's just a little bit. When, when she's when she's going, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. You know, she's yelling yes. at the sound yes. tech guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, you know, those are yeah. just some hilarious. Yeah. And I'm, I, yeah, I. I, when you mentioned this to me the other day, I was like, gosh, that sounds so familiar. And you, then you told me where it was streaming. So I, you know, I, I streamed it the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is so funny. I was so glad that you brought this up too, because I'm like, this is one of those that if somebody wants, you it's at Christmas yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. And if you want, and I think again, like some of the thing about these other like family stone and love actually the ref this one is that um we all probably know people who are like the characters in this like the the, the dad percent, the dad of um of amy smart's character mr palomino his <laughs> yes. whole yard i mean he's almost like chevy chase proportions in how yes. he, he does up his his yard for christmas and i mean all of us probably knew someone, you know, growing up who, whose dad was like totally psycho for making sure that their yard was like over the top, like decorated and stuff. Yeah. And he's also, and he's also like kind of a jerk oh, too, right? Like, totally. I mean, there's that part of him where he's like a nice guy, but he's a jerk, yes. like sort of schmucky. And then you have, you know, his sweet mom and, and then you have like, uh, it, you know, all those bar characters. One of my favorites is the guy who, who peaked at high school, oh, football player Tim, guy. Yeah. And later on you see him with like a <clears throat> ring of balding hair and he's like, class of 95. Or he goes, she, he goes to her, he goes, she, she, he's talking to Chris Brander, Ryan's, Ryan's character. And he goes, Jamie pal, she's like a fine box of wine and he goes you would know <laughs> yes what a oh fine box gosh. of wine <laughs> yeah uh yeah you know uh, those anyway. characters too those reminded me of romy and michelle's uh high school reunion like where you're pulling out these Love characters movie, who dude. you know they they were dorky when they're in high school that some somehow or another it's kind of the ugly duckling story where I would do a show on that. I would do a oh show my on gosh. that movie. Yeah. That movie's totally. that movie's so good. Well, the um, ending is the yeah, ending is uh, the best. My dad yeah. loved that uh, movie. He took me to see oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> That's when I Well, he just he really liked, you know, my dad liked all kinds of stuff, but he liked Mira Sorvino uh, and yeah. um uh, you know, Lisa uh, Kudrow. They, they yep. were just so yeah, good. Yeah, Lisa in it, Kudrow. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, we invented post-it. I invented post-its. Yeah, post-its, <laughs> dude. It's just, so, dude. It's just such a great, such a great time. And I, I think that you know there was some originality to a lot of these stories. And you know, one of the criticisms today, and there's still a lot of originality, but one of the criticisms is that everything's a rehash. Everybody's just remaking yes. everything, or it's just agenda-driven. And it's like, no, there's things out there. But but what's happened is streaming vehicles have actually allowed for more of those independent filmmakers or or lesser budgets to really bring a wider audience mm -hmm. right now at the same time john i do want to make a quick sidebar there's also a lot of really bad christmas movies <sighs> that have become a big yes. business hallmark netflix all of it right so my wife and i have actually talked about we we started watching a bunch of them this year just oh my fun. gosh like like the ones that are just so ridiculous we're like ooh, ooh, this one he's he owns an inn and she's a big exec from the city and <laughs> they're gonna meet and she's gonna leave his job we're like in the next one ooh, he has a bookstore and she's from this city you know and so but what we've done john i, I want to see if you'd like this 
I've been talking, trying to talk her into us having a YouTube oh channel gosh. where we do mystery science theater of just watching the Christmas oh movies. Oh my gosh. That would be absolutely amazing. I, it's funny that you say that because I've talked to my oldest about doing that. I'm like, we need to watch really bad movies and, of course and just you have. do it. Of course you have. Because I, cause I've mentioned <laughs> in, in, in previous podcasts, I've talked about how my oldest is totally in the slasher movies. So we just watched all the Bruce Campbell movies, um, Evil Dead, Evil oh, Dead 2, yeah, and oh, Army yeah, of Darkness. Dude. And I, I mean, they're so oh, yeah. bad oh, yeah. that they're good. So yeah, oh, I but totally amazing. get it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could do that with the horror genre for oh, sure. Goodness. Like, you know, it's just funny to think about it with the Christmas thing because everybody, most people are thinking it. Like, a lot of people know they're bad, but you definitely have the people who are, you know, there's some good ones. There are definitely some good ones out there, but there's a lot of them that are just like, you know, it's like, come uh, on, it's the same story. Well, I, the same I honestly, like, there are people who legit watch them and enjoy them. And, and I, 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 I want to, I want to interview listen, those people. Save, that's you. That's okay. I, I mean, I, I seriously <laughs> want to interview those people because I, I don't get it. I mean, I'm like, I, maybe it's just escapism. I have no idea. It, it, it is, it is. And you think of it now, but, but it's caught on and they figured out a way to do it and, you know, feeding the masses. Right. But, but there are some that are funny, like, like the princess switch is a guilty pleasure because it has Vanessa Hudgens. And, you know, the first one was kind of like, okay, I get it. Then there was the sequel. Well, three came out. This They all end up being kind of cute. Actually, these are not the worst of the worst. Sure. These are okay. So Charlotte and I watch and we're like, all right, this is fun. But as I was watching it, I go, Oh, what's next? What's the next one going to be? Princess Switch Four, Princess versus Freddy. Like, what? <laughs> what's it going to be? I had all these people commenting, oh, right? Like, you know, it's like, yeah, it, it's asinine, really, if you think about yeah. it. So, it, you know, how many are they yeah. going to do? The Princess Switch Ten. She's got twenty five cousins. Like, you know, well, so no, I'm, I'm, um, yeah, yeah. It's just it's one of those things where it's become a big business. So, John, I, I would like to offer. We should offer some of our honorable yes, mentions. Yes, absolutely. You know, oh, yeah, for yeah. People who are checking and, stuff and out. And again, this yeah, was hard so for me. Was, some of them yeah, this is hard for me to come come to I, I had to, this what was really good about this for me is that I've rediscovered some movies that I'd either seen once good and through put through away so um mixed nuts mm-hmm. is one of my honorable mentions uh it was uh one of Steve Martin's movies um where he mm. he is like kind of the head of a, a, a suicide hotline right around Christmas time um and like Liv Schreiber does a great uh a character in that where he's like transvestite in it. I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah it's just yep. really funny. Um, a couple of old classics like white Christmas holiday Inn, Christmas mm. in Connecticut. Yep. Um, and those would have some ties with your parents probably, or your mom. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I actually have a friend from high school who, um, watches Christmas in Connecticut every year to the point that I actually finally mm. ordered it. I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. So I ordered a copy on, on Blu-ray. So Christmas in Connecticut um, or every really good. Yeah. Movie. Right. <laughs> um, they're all in Connecticut or Massachusetts. Yeah, or and then, and yeah. then my final honorable mention is Muppet Christmas Carol, which uh, again, oh, I've, I've got one. great nostalgia Dude. in this. I've written on my blog about the soundtrack of that, where when you, yeah, when yep. you marry yep. Paul Williams music talent with the Muppets, I mean, <laughs> you just can't get any better than that. And when you've got, um, what's his name? Michael. Um, oh gosh. Why am I totally drawing a blank? Um, the who who plays Scrooge in it um, as well? Great Brit- Michael, Michael Caine, Michael, Michael great Kane. British actor. Um, one of my favorite all time Scrooge movies ever. I, yeah, I'm Scrooge. Um, just you know, when Chris, you know <laughs> Kermit the Frog is as um, 
Hi, ho there. I'm Kermit the yeah, Frog. I'm doing those off Absolutely again. amazing. So, yeah. It's a great movie. Listen, it is a great one. And who doesn't love the Muppets, dude? Like, I don't think you have a pulse if you oh, don't like gosh. Muppets, like, to yeah. be honest. And then you throw them in the Christmas Carol. And I watched, actually, there's there's uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion that came out uh, to Disney Plus, and I, I loved it. Yeah, like, it I haven't watched it yet. But love the Muppets. You know, man. the other Muppet, I'll just throw this in, too. I, um, a few years ago, someone threw out. Uh, Emmett Otter's Christmas special or something. Uh, Jug Band, Band Christmas. Christmas, dude. Absolutely. And, and I, Absolutely. I'll tell you, I need to watch it again. Cause like I, I watched Emmett it Otter's and Jug I was Band like, Christmas, dude, I grew really? up watching that on like TV when okay. I was a kid. Yeah. It was older time, than I thought time. it was too. So, I mean, it was like, it like is. either late seventies, early eighties. I don't even remember, but yep. It is very early eighties. Okay. Yeah. As a Jim Henson and, uh, and Frank Oz, right. Special there. So that's a great one, man. Listen. So some of my honorable yep. mentions again, some people will have seen these or all of you will have seen them. Uh, gremlins oh, is a classic awesome. that we don't think about being a Christmas Amazing. movie. <laughs> yes. I'm so, so glad you brought it's a great that one. Yep. I mean, it's kind of like in that, uh, gremlins is definitely in that like kind of diehard, uh, category of out there Christmas movies. Right. Um, Scrooged with Bill yeah. Murray is yep. uh, uh is just awesome yes. i mean again it's it's scrooge retelling kind of like you know um just just the it's oh, hilarious totally. um last christmas was a good one that came out last year actually okay. um it's a movie that came out and during the pandemic we got to actually go and see it um and i'll tell you who's in it give me one moment as i pull this up so so great great film really a lot of fun it's it's a romantic comedy okay. uh, it's a paul fag paul fag directed oh, okay. it um but the cast is uh our feige i think that's how you say his name amelia clark is oh, the lead from, in it yeah. and henry golding plays the lead male role in that and he's from uh crazy rich asians uh, crazy rich yep. asians yeah which is one of our favorites right so um, Amelia Clark, and it's this whole story where um, they cross paths, but it's it's a lot deeper than you would think as far as what's actually happening in the okay. story. There's a bit of a supernatural side to it, that kind of thing, and so um, it's it's fun, it's funny, it's heartwarming. This one that maybe some of you guys may have missed because it was during the pandemic um, that came out. So I wanted to throw that out there, and then one more. It's a class. It's a, it's classy or classic, not classy. It's a classic. It's goofball. I totally saw it in Florida in Orlando way back in 1989. It's Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> which which uh, is just you know a classic. Yes. Ernest, oh right? gosh, so. I need. Yeah, seriously, this is really good because I'm gonna pull out. Well, I've never seen Last Christmas, <laughs> and it's been. I don't even know how long since I saw Ernest Saves Christmas. I mean, Ernest Saves Christmas. Uh, and it's still Ernest Saves Christmas is like watching Pee Wee's Big oh, Adventure. It's just always totally. fun every time oh, you gosh. watch it. That's you know amazing. What I mean? Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. So good. So that's that's some of our Christmas favorites. Uh, we hope that we've inspired you to check out some things. Maybe you've seen them all. Maybe you haven't seen any yeah. of them. But uh, yeah, we've given you some. Yeah, new and stuff if you're there. tired, you know, I mean, sometimes let, let's be honest. I mean, there was there were a couple years there where I had to give like Christmas Story a break, and some of those other ones where you just feel that's like right. mm-hmm. in order to kind of maintain some of the magic, you need to step away from it for a little while. So if that's you've right. ever been in that right. place and you're like, ah, I need a break from some <laughs> of those, and I want to get off the beaten path, I think you know the, yeah, well, these lists. It. I mean, Joel and I have given you pretty substantial list of, of movies and hopefully you can find at least one or two in, in the list between the two of 100%. us that that'll help, you know, just, Hey, let's, let's, let's 
introduce people to some some new movies that maybe we hadn't thought about before. Oh man, I'm so glad you brought brought Gremlins up too, man. I, that that's one of my favorite movies. You know, we've talked sequels before in some of our past episodes, and this the sequel wasn't nearly what the original was. But no, no, it wasn't. But there's a great moment in the sequel I'll never forget. In Gremlins two, I was in the theater, and all of a sudden the film cuts uh-huh. out, and it's oh, like the Gremlins yes. are up in the booth, and I'm like, what yes. is going on? And then all of a sudden Hulk Hogan stands up. He's like, is the Hulkster going to have to take out the Gremsters? You know what I mean? And I just laughed so hard, dude. That was like such a fun, that was a redeeming moment of that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't (laughs) horrible, but you know, it was, it it, it wasn't, but that was, you know, the, the original far is far superior, obviously. Totally. So, um, well, listen, man, I I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, We have some exciting uh, shows coming up and we're going to talk a bit more music and albums as well mm-hmm. in uh in 2022 yep. and uh we just want to encourage you to keep sharing the show get word of mouth throw it on your facebook page or your social media uh, any way that you can help get the word out and uh, we would really greatly appreciate yeah that. and uh yeah we're gonna try to incorporate you know we've talked to, we've talked we've thrown a show in you know one of our past episodes two of our past episodes were were ted lasso episodes so um, That's right. Well, you know, we may look at a show or two uh, over over the next year. Definitely going to throw in some um, some albums, especially considering uh, that both of us are, are musicians. So there's there's a lot to unpack mm-hmm. there as far as things that have influenced us. And and we'll keep talking movies. Somebody, mm-hmm. a friend actually who listens, uh, asked me the other day. It wasn't Jen. So there's two of them that actually listen now. <laughs> so nice. um, uh, a friend actually asked me if if we were going to talk about the new spider-man on our podcast and i said that joel and i hadn't really talked yet um but it's definitely a possibility so we'll talk offline uh, yeah. yeah yeah i i am a spider-man geek from comics to whatever yeah definitely. yeah so so yeah you may you may look for an upcoming episode about the new spider-man i know movie. it's hard to believe for people that i'm a geek about something <laughs> yeah but anyway, well, thanks. We hope you've, you've enjoyed it. Um, always a pleasure, Joel, and great to, to be able to, uh, you know, go back and forth with some of these movies. Like I said, some of these are movies that I'm going to go back and watch because uh, it's been a while since I've seen them. Totally. So, uh, but yeah, Merry, yep, Merry Christmas to all of you. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We're, we're grateful. And Happy and, New Year. We'll see yeah, you then, and eh? We'll see you after the first of the year. And so uh, when we'll be looking to see what we can find between the frames. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to Between the Frames with John and Joel. If you like what you've heard today, please remember to click subscribe and give a share and a follow on social media. Each episode will look to dive into the deeper meanings behind movies, music, and culture as it relates to life and faith. Thanks for listening and see you next time.